For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. It's not Tim Weisberg. It's Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light filling in for Tim, who, as we've been saying this morning, is is on his way to the asylum for a paranormal convention out in Michigan. Uh, have fun out there, Tim. Uh, thanks to Ariel Dorsey for that great morning news. Uh, cheapest, I, I was surprised that they're going to name a nuclear submarine after Massachusetts, the USS Massachusetts. For many years, I was stationed up at a paper in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and that's where the Portsmouth Naval Shipyard is. And we always had these nuclear submarines that were named after the various states. They were called the Ohio-class submarines. And we never had one named after Massachusetts. So I, I think it's just a, a great honor for the state. And um, if they're going to commission it up in Boston, if you get a chance, it's well worth the trip to go up to um, see uh, uh, one of those nuclear submarines. They, they really are a, a marvel of... Of, of, of man's achievements. So this is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light. And um, this morning at 7.15, we're going to have uh, Mayor John Mitchell come in as a special guest for just 15 minutes. And Mayor Mitchell, who hopefully will be calling in from Washington, D.C., if he remembers, is going to talk about what's going on at the Star Store. If you've been reading the New Bedford Light this week, you will know that um, the numbers that UMass Dartmouth had been giving out that it was going to cost $75 million to do the deferred maintenance on that building in downtown New Bedford is not true. Uh, the, there were studies that our reporter Colin Hogan found that showed that the real number from the state's Division of Capital Asset Management was $7 million. $7 million versus $75 million. What's more, uh, Mark Champagne, the facilities guy for the city of New Bedford, took a tour of the Star Store with Colin Hogan. And what he and what Mark Champagne estimated was that even if you did every single bell and whistle that you could possibly do to upgrade that building, it would only cost about $17 million. So that's a far cry from the $75 million, which is supposedly if the, the university followed all the state's new green regulations, which don't have to be done all at once. So more and more, it looks just like UMass Dartmouth 
has wanted to get out of downtown New Bedford. They don't want to be here. They want to concentrate on their main campus. That's what's going on out there. And it is a big blow to not only the economic development of the downtown, where there is no anchor. We have all this housing going in, but no anchor business in the downtown. But it's also a blow to the students who have been without their studios, you know, trying to work out of Hatch Street Studios in the North End, working out of their homes, paying all this money. And tuition is high at UMass Dartmouth nowadays, and they're not getting what they paid for. It it really is uh, a disgrace, and it will be interesting to, to see what Mayor Mitchell has for the latest things that he's been working on to try to help this building and um Maybe even Senator Montigny um, uh, might call in uh, or, or his um, le- very able legislative counsel, Audra Riding, who often has a lot of information from Senator Montigny's um, uh, uh, office. So um, that's to look forward to in just four minutes. If you want to get in a quick phone call before the mayor gets here, the number is 508-996-0500. The lines are open, 508 996 0500. We've been talking about this morning about um, kids not being the way they used to. Um, I don't know if you remember the old movie Bye Bye Birdie, uh, showing my age here a little bit. I think it was um, Paul Lind and some others. Um, early 1960s movie, I think. And um, one of the songs in that movie was what, Kids, What's the Matter with Kids These Days? And the callers in the first hour thought that. Um, Cell phones is what's the matter with kids these days. Um, I know when, when a few years ago, what, what the matter with kids was was video games, and then when I was growing up, what's the matter with kids was television. So it seems like there's always something that's the matter with kids in in the minds of us older generation. But I I think kids are just fine. You're gonna you're gonna hear from some of them at at the eight thirty hour. When Fallon Navarro and Jill McAvoy, two of the students from the UMass Dartmouth Star Store, are going to be coming in, and they'll we'll see what they have to say. In the meantime, um, what else has been going on this morning? Um, uh, well, we have a caller on the line. Let's go right to the caller. You're on the air with Jack Spillane. Hi, Jack. Hi, Shanae. How are you? Good morning. I hope I'm pronouncing um, your name correctly. That's okay. You just make it sound French. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood Francais. Not, nothing wrong with that for a woman, right? <laughs> right. Um, what time is Amir coming on? 7.15. Two minutes. Oh, good. Is he going to stay for how long? Just just for 15 minutes till the bottom of the hour. Oh, I got a question for him because I walk in the cemetery and that building is all... A mess, and that was that was from the 1800s. It's beautiful. Did you ever go in there? The which which, which cemetery? The old rural on um, the original original one. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. I I love rural cemetery. My friend Peggy Medeiros and I used to go through it and and look for interesting gravestones. There's a lot of interesting people buried up there. Can I ask him about um, the, the building that the tree went is going through, and then all the bricks are coming down and. Well, well. to be fair, he, he agreed to come on to talk about the Star Store. Um, I can, if, I, if I can figure it out, I can try to keep you on the line and see if he'll take a, um, a call. But he's only here for 15 minutes, and he did agree to come on for a, a specific purpose. So um, 
you know, I'm worried that he'll 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 forget because he's down in Washington. But hopefully, he remembers. But I'll I'll see if I can squeeze you in, and if I can't, I'll try to ask the question for you. What what is it you're wondering about? There is um there's a tree growing through the the building there that was built in the 1800s. It's the the reddish color building. You know which one I mean? There's only really one. You know, I, I've been I've been through Royal Cemetery lots of times, and I'm it goes it, it goes like right through huge, the. It, it looks like a huge mausoleum, but it isn't. And the men were getting something out of there yesterday, and I asked them about it, and one of them claimed that his boss Felix something took a picture of it and, and sent it to the mayor. But I've been watching that building for a while, and it's been like that for quite a long time. But as a taxpayer, I wouldn't mind money going to fix that building because it's too beautiful. It's getting ruined and it needs to be fixed. The, the bricks, the tree is actually pushing all the bricks out. So so the, the building wasn't built around the tree. The tree is growing into the building? Yeah, right up to it. And it's knocking the bricks right off. And it's got to be addressed anyway. And then there's some graffiti on it, but not too bad yet. But in if he doesn't put a sign up or do something about that. And I also told him about the fence that's down where the city yard is. Mm-hmm. And he didn't do anything about it because I've been watching it for like um, over two years. And I walk in there and it's still down. It needs to be, it's not a big job. It has to be lifted up because it's made of wrought iron, anchor. Uh, yeah, what's that What's that called? You know, the, the silver fencing you know the one that's the old-fashioned silver kind that's old from way back when? And it's um, mesh-like, you know, it's you can see through it. Yeah, I think I, it, I, think I do. Um, it well, just needs you know, to be lifted up and clips all the way down on it, like, you know, put the metal clips on. Yeah. Is this a mausoleum, Shanae? Yeah, that, that building is the mausoleum, I think. And then there's the, um, the fence that's down. Two things need to be addressed in there. Are there, are there people buried inside of it? No, but it looks like a mausoleum. Oh, okay. Well, it it's interesting. Like that one. The mayor is that almost is. two minutes late, so maybe he's um, overslept down there in Washington, or maybe he's forgotten. Um, so uh, uh, we can keep talking about the Royal Cemetery. I don't, you know, it's funny. I think the Royal Cemetery is pretty well kept up generally and i don't think the city does a bad job on it it's a beautiful cemetery you have the um the old part where the quakers you know were buried and that they have the quakers didn't believe in stones and so there were no stones there and then you have the part where um some of the great painters like um i think Bearstadt and um some of the other great painters are buried there from new bedford and then you have a little bit newer part where mayor ashley is buried. You can really see a lot of the history of, of New Bedford by going through that cemetery. Yeah, but are you talking about the one that's right on Robeson where the chapel is? Yeah, it's it's, a, it's off of Dartmouth Street, right? In the south end? No, no, no. I'm talking about the one way up near on Robeson. Where oh, the- that's, 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 um, okay, so there's Pine Grove in the north end. Cedar, Cedar Grove? Cedar Grove Cemetery? Is that, no, is that the know, one near the high school? Yeah, 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 near the high school. Yeah, I think that's Cedar Grove. Oh, I'll, t- I'll tell you someone famous who is um, buried at Cedar Grove is uh, Paul Clayton. Uh, Paul Clayton was a great 
folk musician from New Bedford who was credited with being a big influence on Bob Dylan before he came out and yeah. um, uh, was a, a very famous um, uh, academic researcher who researched a lot of the mountain folk songs in the 1950s and 1960s. He's buried up there. I think Bonnie, Bonnie Frank is there too. Bonnie Frank? Well, I think. Bonnie Frank is still alive. No, wait a minute. What's his name, though? The, uh, the other, not him, the other guy that used to call it BSM. Oh, what's his name? And he was a poet sometime, and he used to always go in the kitchen cabinet. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a famous um, guy, I think that's in Royal Cemetery, who was famous at Andy Warhol's factory. I think he was from a Kushnet. I think no, I, no, not him because he this this guy came on on with Fred Phil was on the show. Ah, uh, long ago he's only been dead about a year. Ah, uh, I'm not sure. I'm I not can't sure. Remember his name. Uh, where, where, where's Where's Mayor Mitchell, Janae? Do, do, do you think he's stiffing us? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I, if he's not coming on, then let's talk about the COVID shot. I was listening to Howie Carr and. And all this stuff about the COVID shot that it's not, um, that young kid that died at 35 that keeled over. Really? Yeah, well, I, I, pers I personally huh? just got the COVID shot two days ago and I'm feeling fine. I know, but they say some people react different to it. Yeah, but isn't that true of any shot? Like even, even the flu shot, some people have a bad reaction to it? Well, I don't know. I don't take any of them at all. Oh, you I don't? Had a oh. I haven't had a flu shot in 14 years, and I never got the flu. No kidding. Now, now, did you get COVID at all? Yeah, I got COVID, but I did not um, get the shot, and it wasn't bad at all. It wasn't bad? You must be fairly healthy. Well, yeah, my immune system, because I eat well and I I walk, but I have my issues with arthritis. And yeah. Just uh, the bone, you know, like I'm getting older, so I need a right knee. Yeah. So what kind and, of what kind what kind of a diet do you do you follow, Janae? Oh well, see, I made my own chicken soup. It, was, it came out slamming. I started right from scratch with um, boiling the legs. Yeah, I like to use the drumsticks, and then I boil it. And then you skim it. Yeah, and then you um, use fresh carrots got, and celery. Yeah, onions, garlic, um, olive oil. Um, I put the bouillon cubes in. And then I cook my rice on the side. Yep. And it's delicious. It's all natural. And it's that that's the way we were brought up with just food from scratch. Yeah. How much better to cook a, a chicken soup like that than to open a can? Oh, yeah. And then I made um, American chopped suey, a big thing of that. And then I made um, from scratch. I used the diced uh, tomatoes. Yeah. Onions. And I like green pepper sometimes. I mix it up, you know. And then I'm, I'm going to make lamb later. Yeah. How, how did you learn to cook, Sinead? Oh, my grandmother was awesome. She was Polish. I'm Polish, Irish, and English, but my Polish side is the side that was all dynamite cooking right from scratch. Pidogies, guampkies. So your, grandma, um, your grandmother showed you? Oh, yeah. I was always on her apron strings. Another thing is she, she made beef barley soup to die for. She would soak the barleys overnight, and they would swell up. 
Oh, it was so good. Uh, you could never get that soup like she made again anywhere from anybody. Now, what, what kind of beef did she use? Stew beef? Beef uh, bone with the bone on it. Yeah, yeah. Beef broth with the bone is the best. And yeah. Then she, um, what is the, what's that other thing she did real good? Was She used to make beet borscht. Borscht. Call it, yeah, borscht. Borscht, that, that's, like, that's like beets, right? Uh, beet. Uh, it's red uh, beet, beet yeah, soup. Yeah, yeah. She made two kinds, that kind and mushrooms. Huh. She knew how to pick mushrooms out of the woods. Yeah, yeah. I have a friend, Andy Tomalonis, who I was an editor with at the Standard Times, and um, he knows how to pick the mushrooms. Um, but I, I would be afraid to myself, actually. Oh, I am. I mean, I was too little. I didn't go in the woods with her, but she'd come back with them. She went with my grandfather. Yeah. So, so since Mayor Mitchell didn't show up, Shanae, what do you think of the Star Stewart? What do you think of that whole issue? What you said uh, is makes a lot of sense, and I what I think is is because um, they want to just brush it under the rug like everything else and let it go and let bygones be bygones, and it's not right what they did. And now you found even more things out about it. Yep. And um, it should, shouldn't have been, you know, and it just goes to show you that, look at people, corruption is down here, it's down low, and, you know, they say it's only in, up in Washington, it's here too, it's right around in our, in our neighborhoods. Yeah, I, I, so, I just think it's sad for the city, um, if you go downtown, uh, you know that, uh, uh, that, that really has made a difference having that that college there these last um uh twenty years and um for the for the local university, I think part of the problem is that the local university is not led by a local person. There are plenty of people who have PhDs and academics and people who know how to do the numbers that could run that university and you know they're not you know I think of um John Quinn, who is a PhD and and um, uh, is in the law school now. You know, I think of G. McCormick, you know, who wasn't really a local person, but she seemed like it when she was there. She still lives in this area, I think. And I just think we've had a succession of, of chancellors who, who just really have this vision for the university that does not include New Bedford and Fall River. Mm, sounds like it, really. Yeah. Yeah. I went to UMass Dartmouth, but I didn't care for it. I was at BCC and then went there. Yeah. What did you yeah. study? Nursing, but I didn't care for it. it. Was I was older when I went, and I just couldn't I couldn't get into it. Oh, I did a master's degree when I was older, and it's, it's, it's not easy, you know, when you're trying to um, get into study habits, if, especially if you didn't get good study habits when you were younger. It's really... Oh, no, I had those because I went to Bishop Sting, but I didn't like the bigness. And the coldness of the the way that is designed, I just I didn't like sitting in a stone classroom and he just threw everything at you. You know what I yeah. mean? Cause yeah, because BCC is very very um, it's it's um, personable. Yes, yes. I I don't know who designed. I, I well, I do know who designed UMass Dartmouth. It's a guy named Paul Rudolph, I think, from Yale University, and. The, the architecture is what they call brutalist, which is a good name for it, brutalist architecture. And it's the same, it's the same architecture as Boston City Hall. And it's, it's exactly like you say, Sinead, it's, it's not friendly. It's not humane. It, it, it just has a impersonal, cold, postmodern feel to it. it, it, it you, don't, you don't feel comfortable in it. No, 
inside. I didn't care for it at all. Anyway, are, are you going to the meet and greet? The meet and greet? Yeah, I'm going to the meet and greet. What's I'm going to go with that, too. What's I'll it on the 22nd? 21st. The 21st, over at Knuckleheads. Yeah, that, that should be a good time. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'll see you then. All right. All right. Thanks for calling this morning, Shanae. Okay. I hope the mayor shows up. Yeah, me too. It looks like he's running out of time, though. It was just 7.15 oh. to 7.30. I just texted him, so maybe... Uh, he th- Oh, I just got a text from him. He thought it was Friday. So we'll have to... Um, We'll have to get them tomorrow where I'll be, where I'll be here again. Um, uh, so anyway, I'm, I'm glad you called, Sinead, because uh, I would have had nobody else to talk to uh, for the 715 segment. Okay, hon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye, have a good day. Yeah, you too. So that's one of the regular callers. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Sinead, Janae, uh, you'll have to ask her to spell it the next time. Maybe that'll help me. Um, so Mayor Mitchell just uh, texted me that it was Friday at at um, uh, seven fifteen that he's going to call, which is fine because um, we'll have Linda Morad and Sean Con- uh, Sean Oliver on as the eight- guest in the eight o'clock hour uh, tomorrow. So we'll have the mayor on just before them. Although he's coming on just to talk about the star store, so it probably won't be um, the same thing as the um, the councilors talk about, which will be. Uh, uh, some council business that's before the city and and also some um, antics that I've been hearing were going on at the council this week um, where uh, Councilor Ian Abu evidently walked out of a meeting. I'd like to, to find out more about what that was about and whether we're going to continue to have um, antics at the city council. I hope not. I hope um, uh, after this election it'll start to function a little a little smoother. We have a call on the line, so let's go to them. Call. We have about two minutes before the seven thirty break. You're on the air. Dial your operator. Please hang up now. All right. Well, we'll hang up now. Whatever that was, (laughs) I don't know. Um, So uh, we have about two minutes to go before the seven thirty news break. Uh, The lines are free. If you want to have a quick call, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. This is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light. Uh, as I said, the mayor will be here tomorrow to talk about the Star Store. Council President Linda Morad and Ward 3 Councilor Sean Oliver will be here to talk about the city council and, and city business. I think among which is um, the vote to approve the um, taking of the land for the new Duval's Congdon School in the South End. That's going to be a big project that they're breaking ground for next year. And I was glad to see the city council... Um, uh, approved that there have been some uh, talk about locating it at the, as an addition onto the present of our school, but I think the land was a little contaminated there, so they decided not to go in that direction. But the counselors will be here to talk about that and other issues. Uh, uh, I'd like to find out more about why Councilor Ian Abu um, uh, left a, a council meeting this week. Maybe if he's listening, he can call in and tell us. Uh, uh, and uh, so there'll be those issues and and others to talk about. Uh, uh, check out the New Bedford Light this morning. We have a a, um, a headline by our reporter, Colin Hogan. Campus feels like it's dying. And it outlines a whole myriad of problems at UMass Dartmouth from the, um, the brutalist South Campus to the uh, declining enrollment to uh, uh, the funding system that the state has for the UMass system that all make it more difficult. But we're just about ready to go to 
Ariel Dorsey in the news. And Ariel, this time I have the bumper to play for you. I guess it... uh, Let me try that one more time. I get it. U.S. Capitol Police officers say they arrested one person following protests outside Democratic National Committee headquarters in Washington, D.C. as part of a pro-Palestinian rally Wednesday. Protesters got into a shoving match with Capitol officers with the arrest being made for assault. Six Capitol officers suffered minor injuries. A majority of Americans now support a ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war, according to a new poll. The Reuters Ipsos poll out Wednesday showed nearly 70% said the Israeli government should pursue a ceasefire, including three quarters of Democrats and half of Republicans. The House Ethics Committee will not call for the expulsion of embattled New York Republican Congressman George Santos. Committee Chairman Michael Guest of Mississippi says the panel's report, which could be released as early as today, won't make any recommendation on Santos' fate. Santos faces federal charges connected to his 2022 campaign and charges of identity theft. Voting by the United Autos workers on a tentative contract agreements with all three Detroit automakers end today. Ford and Stellantis workers are expected to approve the deal, but there's speculation that General Motors workers might not. An announcement on the vote is expected tomorrow. The Federal Aviation Administration is giving SpaceX the go-ahead for a planned launch of the Starship prototype tomorrow. The FAA announced yesterday that it had granted a license for the company's second attempt to launch the prototype into orbit. A two-hour launch window at the South Texas Starbase will open at 7 a.m. Central Time tomorrow. Chinese researchers have found microplastics and samples of clouds collected from a mountaintop in eastern China. Microplastics are the tiny remnants of plastic created when trash breaks down. It seems they got into the clouds through airflow from highly populated inland cities. In sports, the Bruins have won three of their last four games, and David Pasternak is leading the team in scoring. He has 11 goals and 13 assists for 24 points through 15 games played. The Black and Gold will be looking to continue their start to the season when they host the Montreal Canadiens Saturday night at TD Garden. The Celtics extended their winning streak to four games after taking down the 76ers, 117-107 in Philadelphia. Jason Tatum led the team in scoring with 29 points to go along with eight rebounds and six assists. Drew Holiday recorded a double-double with 18 points and 10 rebounds, and Derek White chipped in with 27 points. Boston will visit the Toronto Raptors tomorrow night. And Patriot quarterback Mac Jones appears to be losing the confidence of his teammates. Former tight end Rob Gronkowski recently said that Jones is not respected in New England and that he should ask for his release. The 25-year-old has thrown for 2,031 yards, 10 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions this season. Next week, the Patriots will visit the New York Giants. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Happy Thursday, everybody. We're making our way through this work week with beautiful weather for today. Our warming finally arrived this morning in the mid to low 40s under clear skies. Plenty of sunshine this afternoon, lower 60s. Patchy AM fog overnight tonight, increasing clouds, upper 30s. And then for tomorrow, another gorgeous day. More clouds and sun in the mid 60s. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Thanks, Ariel. 
So this is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light, uh, filling in for Tim Weisberg this morning, who's uh, gone on a paranormal visit out to the state of Michigan and visiting a haunted asylum. So I'm sure Tim will have some great stories to tell when he gets back. Um, I am a little bit behind because when I was waiting for Mayor Mitchell, uh, who was coming tomorrow, not today, and talking to Shanae, I forgot to play a commercial break. So I'm going to play that right now. Okay, we're back. This is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light filling in for Tim. And uh, we've gotten that commercial played so we can go to a caller. You're on the line on WBSM. Hello, Jack, my friend. Joe, how are you? <laughs> I'm not good, Joe. <laughs> not good, Jack. Joe's not good. Hey, uh, you know, about the UMass, uh, UMass South Coast, I'll call it, okay? I was watching TV the other day, and there's a lot of money being freed up to help students go to school in Massachusetts if you have un or 100 un your parents or yourself, you're under $100,000 or 75000 They're going to help pay for, I believe, uh, uh, half of their tuition, and, and, and that that's a good thing, okay? Marty Meehan was on their town. They're taking the money from the uh, money that they're going to get from uh, the uh, million dollar, millionaire's taxes, and they're going to help students with that money, all right? And, hey, that's a wonderful thing. That's a good thing. Maura Healy was there, too. They were all smiling and everything. It was just wonderful people. But, again, you're in New Bedford. You can't get any of that money for UMass uh, Dartmouth or or a star store, if you want to call it that. So no. it just seems Boston wants to keep their foot on the neck of this area. And as far as getting students there, they've forgotten their original mission was to try to uh, offer schooling for kids in this area or young people in this area uh, from uh, uh, Fall River and New Bedford to give uh, them a chance at social mobility. Okay. So, again, there's money out there, and Boston just doesn't want to give it to us down here. We're too stupid to know what we should have it for. And, and there was a day yes. when Senator Biff McLean yes. was in office, and there was a day when Senator Martigny was the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, yes. and there was a day when we had mayors like Mayor Kalis and Tierney and Lang yes. where they did pay attention to us in Boston, and yes. now yes. now they, they, they really don't. And as you say, Joe, there is money out there, yes. but they just don't think they have to give it to us. They think that there are other things That's that they right. can do it. That's right. In my younger days when I was a cocky young kid on the street, uh, you know, if some of these Pauls from up there came down here to march in the... Uh, in the um, Feast of the Blessed Sacrament Parade, I'd probably be on the sidelines booing them, but that's another story. I can't do that now. I'm too old. <laughs> the other thing I want to talk to you about is the John B. Duvall's James V. Condon School. Yes. I think that's a big mistake putting it at Goodyear's site. I grew up in the South End in the days before window air conditions, and you have to keep the windows open. And the smell that you used to get from the Goodyear and the rubber was unbelievable. But again, you didn't know back then, and you just grew up with it. Uh, and again, I lived below uh, the Goodyear site. I lived between County and Crapo. What, and, what was it, a tire factory, Joe? Yes, they made tires, bicycle tires and wow. stuff like that. And I think during the, the World Wars, they made, uh, what do you call it, gas masks and stuff like that. But I, I was there during the bicycle tire thing. Three shifts went. And that area that they're going into, and I don't care what, uh, uh, you know, scientific, uh, smart uh, people they get to go in there and say, oh, it's not polluted and this and that, the other. Huh. 
that area that they're going into is where the Banbury room used to be. And when you worked in the Banbury room, it was the dirtiest job there. Wow. Okay, that's near, I believe, the uh, the Bolton Street site. And that's where it's going to go in, up in that area there. That's the Banbury room. If there's any pollution, that's where it is. Now, you mentioned before that they said there was too much pollution in back of Duval School, to put it there. In my life, and I've been around 73 years, I can't remember anything being there that polluted that. Well, the well, only problem evidently, there's an auto body shop. Up. Well, yeah, Wings. Yeah, and, and there's Montpelier there. Yeah, okay? and the, and the size the, the size of the new school, because it's going to be a combined school, yeah. would be big enough that they would have to take Wings. Oh, okay, so what? And, and well, they, they claim that Wings... Too, the Portuguese club. They claim that Wings was... was too dirty. It's an auto body shop. Oh, they've come on. Come on. That that's that's malarkey. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite words. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, there's there's space between Duval's before you get to Montpelier and before you get to Wings. Listen, okay? Joe, I got to go to a break. Do you want to um, hang on? Yeah, uh, I'll hang on. I got a lot to say. Thanks okay. for letting me say it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, we're back. It's Jack Spillane, and I've been on the phone with uh, Joe, regular caller, who's been talking about the new. DeVal's Congdon School and being built on the Goodyear site, which he's worried maybe too d dirty. Are you still there, Joe? Joe? Joe, is this you? Yeah, I'm here. You lost me at first. Uh, when you <laughs> okay. went off. Yeah, I, I didn't hear the, uh, the radio. So you I know, Joe, I just wanted to say I, I was here and I was a reporter at the time writing um, when the new Keith Middle School was built at the old Parker Street waste dump where the PCB were disposed of. And um, at that time, I'll never forget it. I remember Mike Longo telling me that they had tested in four different locations and found it was clean enough to build on. And it turned out to be so dirty and so expensive, it took like 10 years to clean it up. And Bedford lost two new elementary schools that they couldn't build because they had to put that money into the cost overruns for the new Keys Middle School. As I remember, in defense of Mike Longo, Mike Longo wanted to put that school right where it was, where the Andrew McCoy Field is now. Yes. He wanted to send, for one year, the students of Keith up to the yes. old Normandon while they did that. But the parents in the West End didn't want it. Yes. So yes, I, that, know, that I is. Don't blame Mike Longo. Okay? <laughs> well, I do blame him because it was dirty. But but well, you are well, again. He was forced to do it. Yeah, but yeah. you are you are correct that that yeah. the, the plan the plan that should have been yeah. is because at that time you had the new Normandon and you had the old Normandon still standing, and all you had to do was send those kids to the North End yeah, for a year. year. Would it have been parents. perfect? No. Would it have been an inconvenience yes. for the parents but who had to what? maybe go get them in the busing? Well, but it wouldn't have been the end of the world. To the John B. Duvall, okay? That area in back of this of, of John B. Duvall, my parents told me many years ago, and they're long gone now, that that area in back used to be the Page Arena, and they used to have boxing matches and wrestling matches in that area there, going all the way down to past where uh, Wings is, and there's a, a, um, a masonry company now and everything like that. Uh, I went to John B. Duvall. Uh, one of the problems the Duvalls had when they made it was uh, it's such a little water table that when you went down in the, into the cellar there to go to the bathroom, okay, there was an angled uh, um, uh, basement. Uh, and every so often when you had rain, the janitor had to go down there and uh, sweep some water into a drain. Because that's a very low area. If yeah, I've heard that, that's still a problem today. Well, yeah, probably it does. Because if you look at that whole area before the dike was up, uh, that's where the cove came into when you had a hurricane, Okay. So uh, before the cove and the, and the uh, uh, before the uh, uh, dike, 
it's a very low area. All right? Wow, so ho- hopefully... If you look at pictures in Spinner, you can see where the water actually came in through that area, too. But again, getting back to that, here is the city. They're going to have another area, another school building that they can't get rid of, that nobody will want to build on because they've declared it polluted, which I don't believe it is. There's less pollution there. That's why Montpio has its stuff. And then you had the, you got the Camara Field there that you could have added on to the, as, a, as a playground for the kids. Yeah. So what 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 I understand is that the um, they had a school building committee yeah. made up of parents and yeah. um, uh, school committee members and uh, uh, interim superintendent Andrew O'Leary, yeah. and that they met for a year, uh, and they weighed adding on to the present devolved versus yeah. building at the Goodyear site, and they felt that building at the Goodyear site was better because. Right. If, if you remember when they built the new Jacob School at the site of the old Hannigan, it's squeezed into a very small site. It's very bad traffic when the buses come, and there's not enough playground space for the kids. Well, I don't think that's polluted, at least. Well, right? no, it's not polluted. I, I, I used but, to go home from Roosevelt by there, go down Hannigan Hills to get back to my uh, my house in, uh, between Craper and County. You know? uh, but again, back to this, this Duval School. Uh, I, again, uh, to me, uh, what a mistake. Uh, I, I know they've probably got something that says from some engineering company it's a wonderful site. No, uh, just have callers. Uh, talk to people that work at Goodyear. They could tell you better than me. I know because I used to hang around that area in Ashley Park, and, you know, guys used to come out of there after work and go get a drink across the street at the uh, at Peach's Cafe there. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, oh, the guys in a Banbury, oh, my God. And that's, I believe that's where the Banbury was. Well, you know, you may be right. You might be right, Joe. Time will tell. But I've, I've got to go to the last break of the hour. Thanks for your insights. Thanks for giving me a call. Okay. <laughs> Give time. Yep. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. So this is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light filling in for Tim Weisberg. And we have about 30 seconds before we have to go to um, the top of the hour news. Um, we've been talking this morning about all kinds of things, uh, the way kids are today, uh, the site of the new DeVal's Congdon School. Uh, I just want to remind you that um, in the next hour, Two of the UMass Dartmouth students will be joining us at 8.30. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.